Hey everyone, my name is Gabrielle and welcome to my podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about my leap of faith, you know, the journey leading up to it, the different struggles and the different hardships I went through as well. And I'm also going to talk about like, you know, who I was before I was brave enough and found the courage to take my leap of faith, you know, as well. And I also want to say too, before I really get started, that my main goal of this podcast and this episode is to really, you know, put an emphasis on motivation. You know, the idea that it doesn't matter where you come from, a good home, a broken home, or a bad past. None of that matters because you are capable of greatness. If you believe in yourself, the limits are endless. The opportunities are endless. You will go far. You know, it's important to never give up on yourself and to know that, yes, you are going to face hardships, but if you continue on, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Even if it may not seem like it in that moment, there is. And you know something, too, I'm going to be honest, is that people are going to look at you and say, you can't do it. You may as well give up. You may as well quit. You'll never amount to anything. And those people who say those cruel words, those are the same people who are too afraid to go for their dreams or the things they want in their life. So what do they do? They tear everyone else down around them to feel better about themselves. What you need to do when that happens is take those negative words and use it as a positive motivation and use it to fuel you to go on to be successful and to show that no matter the hardships, no matter the obstacles in my life or the negative things that were said to me, I made it. I came out on top and I never gave up on myself. Always use the negative stuff and turn something positive and let it fuel you. That was my biggest motto in high school, always. Take the negative stuff, turn it into a positive motivation so you can do good and get out. It's the only way you're going to better your situation. Because I'm going to tell you who I used to be before I took my leap of faith at 19. I used to be this scared person. I would never stand up for myself. I would just sit there and take it. I always felt worthless. I always felt I was never good enough. And at times... I felt like I was never going to escape my abusive household. I felt like I was always going to be there. And you know the sad part is too, is I spent years trying to make it right. I spent years trying to have a relationship with a narcissist who never gave a damn about me. And it was hard to come to terms with. But you know, I really learned early on that what I was going through at home was not normal. You know, it wasn't normal to get threatening messages. It wasn't normal to be degraded or talked down to or treated like crap all the time. You know, I had it pounded in my head for years that I was worthless, that I would never amount to anything, and I was too stupid. And I wasn't even wanted. And when you have that, like, pounded in your head, a lot of times it makes you feel that way. And that's the thing about narcissists, is that they love having you under their control, because that's when they thrive. And they basically, too, they don't teach you any life skills either. A lot of times it's because they want you to be able to depend on them. They want you to depend on them for everything. And so they can literally make you miserable for the rest of your life and ridicule you. And I also learned early on that I really need to become independent as well. But I was too afraid at times. You know, I was was afraid. Because I knew at times if I said something wrong or if I did the wrong thing, that would end up in a really big consequence for me. And it wasn't going to be pretty. So I had to play by the rules. And for years, I had to sit there and have my feelings invalidated and be someone I was not. You know, if you know me now, you know that 
I have red hair and I have tattoos and I, and I'm just who I'm meant to be, you know? But back then, you know, having colored hair was wrong. I had to have my almond brown hair. And there was a time too, I remember I would want my hair to my shoulders. And I was told, no, you can't cut your hair that short. It has to be long. And I said, okay, whatever. You know, he's got to abide with it, right? That's what you do. And you always had to dress modestly. And it was whatever was said you had to do. You could never challenge anything. And if you did, it would end up with you getting in more trouble. So, you know, I just, that's what I did. I went through high school without being my authentic self. And I just figured I had to play well and be good. And then I could get out one day since I turned 18. And so I told myself, I need to do good in school. I need to work hard. And I need to continue to be positive. And that's exactly what I did. Even when I was depressed, I still made it happen. Because I said, I don't want to live like this for the rest of my life. And so, you know, when I uh, got to my senior year in high school, I said, I'm going to apply to all the out-of-state colleges I can. I'm going to get scholarships. I'm going to get out of here. And I actually got a really good opportunity to go to this college in Florida. However, you know, a month after I graduated high school and I had my grad party, my grandma got very sick. We found out she had lung cancer. And I was, I was very sad because if you knew me, you knew that. I was very close to my grandma. I considered my grandma a mom. You know, she always protected me. She took good care of me. She showed me unconditional love, and she was very funny. She taught me a lot of things about life. I loved hearing her stories about her life and the different things she went through. And she taught me how to cook. She taught me how to bake. She taught me a lot of different things. And, you know, so to think that the fact that she was sick, it just made me really sad. And so I decided to stay back because I wanted to spend more time with her. I didn't want to miss out any time with her. And I'm really grateful I did because we had a lot of fun times. You know, even some nights for dinner, we were just like, we had a really long day. Grandma's like, let's have ice cream sundaes. So we literally sit there and have ice cream sundaes for dinner. That's literally how it was. But we enjoyed that. And we sit there and talk about life for she told me the story about her and grandpa and their love story. It was a beautiful thing. Like, I was just so grateful to be there and to have that time with her. And every night, you know, I always got to tuck her into bed, you know, and say goodnight. And I loved her. And just being in her presence, it just was always really nice, you know. Even though there was chaos still going around with my narcissist still being nasty to me and treating me like crap and degrading me. It was just nice to still have my grandma around and just to be there and, you know, one thing I really miss about her, too, was I miss her wit. You know, I would, I would honestly pay any money for my grandma to say, Gabrielle, do you ever shut up? Like, I know it's that, like, I know it sounds weird, but it just is funny to me. Like, because the way she would say it, it you, you know she wasn't being mean, but she's just being funny. And she always, she always had some funny comeback. It, it was great. It was great. You know, I, I miss her wit more than anything. And I wish I could hear it, but I'll hear it one day in the future, a long time from now. Um, but yeah, you know, and so spent a lot of time with her. And, and I also got a phone call in August from the college. And they're like, hey, you know, Gabrielle, like, offer still on the table. It's not too late. I had every opportunity to go out of state and leave. And I said, you know what? I'd love to, but my grandma is sick and I need to stay behind. And I'm so happy I did, you know, because it just goes back to the idea that I had more time with her. And in that time, you know, she gave me my uncle's case file to study. And you gotta understand, you know, my uncle Scott, you know, he died back on March 13th, 2001. 
the day after I turned um, three. That's when he died. He was my godfather. My grandma spent 15 years of her life trying to find answers, the last 15 years of her life, trying to find answers for him, trying to understand. And she gave me his case file to study this August. And I remember it was October, probably about two weeks before she passed. I remember going upstairs to grandma, this isn't adding up, this isn't right. She looked at me and said, Gabrielle, I want you to get your degree and solve his case because if anybody can do it, I know you can. And I remember feeling in that moment that that was a message from God to her to me. And I just felt compelled that I needed to go down the criminal justice route. And I just remember that day too, you know, grandma was sitting on the back porch and it's a peaceful day and she's sitting out and watching the wind blow and everything. And just, it was definitely a monumental moment to remember. And then two weeks later, she passed away. I remember the day that she passed away, you know, I felt like my whole life, you know, turned upside down. You know, I was there with her through it all, you know, from the hospital to the hospice. And at 6, 8 p.m., sorry, at 6, 18 p.m., exactly on October 18, 2016, she passed away. And I remember that night going back and just feeling so defeated, feeling so sad. I learned that this is a new reality of grief, you know, because if I'm be honest, you know, a lot of things happened that day, and I seen that day, and it really took a toll on me, and I felt very, like, alone and, it was a lot to process, a lot of trauma, a lot of grief to process. And I remember the next morning, you know, going next door to my mom and saying, hey, I just need someone to talk to. I need someone to be there for me. And I got told, I just lost my mother. What, what do you want from me? Leave me alone. Go away. Figure it out yourself. Tried calling my dad. He goes, it's just death, Gabby. Get over it. And I remember feeling so alone. And I just tuned out the whole world. I said, you know what? No one's going to be there for me. No one wants to. Fine. Screw it. So I just tuned out the whole world, put my music in. I didn't give I didn't have a care in the world. Three weeks later, someone I cared about and who I loved dearly, they died. And I remember feeling even more defeated. And I remember being so mad at God. And I said, God, why are you doing this to me? What did I do to deserve all this pain and grief? And I was continuing to be abused at home with the verbal and emotional abuse. It was horrible. I remember feeling at my lowest point that I didn't think I was going to make it. I felt so weak, and I couldn't understand any of this. And then November came. It had been a month almost, you know, since my grandma died, and only so many days for the other one. And I remember it was November 15th. I had just come home from my friend's funeral. And I remember feeling so defeated and so sad. And I prayed. I looked up at the ceiling in my grandma's living room. I said, God, I need guidance. I need to know where I am meant to go. Show me the way. Not even a second later, got an email, University of Arizona. It's not too late to apply for spring and summer classes. And at that moment, I, I knew God was saying, Gabrielle, I want you to go to Arizona. This is where you're meant to be. I could just feel it. I felt very guided. And so obviously, because I was out of state, you know, it's best to try to find a private college because it's all one-based tuition. And that's how I found Grand Canyon University. And I had applied, and I said, okay, we're going to see what happens. And then the next couple of days later, I had to go to my grandma's funeral. And I remember then, too, I just remember feeling very defeated there, too. And I remember going up to the altar, and I had to read the prayers. And I remember just being up there and reading the prayers in front of everybody. 
and I couldn't breathe for a second. I felt this like this like cold chill go around me. It was really weird. And I remember when I was in that church, I felt so peaceful. I felt like this is where I meant to be. And so I literally, I started going to church every Sunday. And what I would do is when I sit at that pew, I would keep an open space in hopes that like for my grandma, cause that's how it was growing up. You know, whenever she went to church, I would, you know, try to go with her some days and she would always leave me a space. So in honor of her, I left her a space in the pew so she could like sit with me in spirit. And I remember just going to church just really helped me. I'd pray, you know, and I just, I, that's where I'd find my peace and all the chaos. That's where I'd find my peace. I felt like I belonged somewhere. And that was a really, it was a really interesting time in my life, you know, then after finals were over, my buddy, you know, he actually, you know, came and lived with my roommate tonight because that's when I had roommates. And it was a really cool experience. We had fun and everything. And then, you know, it was a good time just to kind of forget all the stuff, you know? And it wasn't until Christmas 2016. That was the first Christmas without my grandma. And I just, I felt so alone. I felt so defeated. Because you got to understand, Christmas, it was a big deal for my grandma. And I, you know, I always spent the night, uh, the day before um, Christmas Eve. That's when the family would come, Christmas Eve. And the morning of, Grandma and I would wake up really early. Grandma would make the pancakes. And we'd spend the whole day getting the house ready for the family to come over and decorate. And we'd get the pierogies ready and the cookies. And it was just really fun, you know? And I really loved our tradition. I really loved it. Not having it that Christmas is really hard. You know, and I remember I went to midnight mass. And I remember I was feeling so defeated. I was 18 and I was the only one in that church that didn't have someone with me. Everybody was with their families or loved ones. And I was, here I am alone. And I just felt so defeated. And, you know, I learned something that night. We know when you're in God's house, you're never alone. And so I went back the next day and I was brave. And I said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go back. And I did, you know, and I found out in that December, I got accepted in the GCU for forensics at first. And I was like, well, that's really cool. And later down the line, I changed it to justice studies. But at first, you know, I put it on the back burner because I was like, oh, you know, I, I met someone. I said, I'm going to give this a shot, see what happens. I was young and naive, so it's, it's going to happen. And that went south. And I remember when that went south, I remember just feeling like some type of way. And things just kind of seemed to get worse. Like the abuse was continuing on at home. You know, even though I didn't live with them, it still was like continuing on with the constant threats and the messages and the nastiness. It was just not a place to be in, you know, even... You know, I just remember the one night too, you know, all, all, hell, all hell broke loose and, you know, I got hands put on me. It was a really scary time, you know, and all I could think is I was ready to get out of there. And next thing you know, you know, I get a phone call from GCU. Hey, Gabrielle, it's not too late. You know, if you want to come out and check out the campus, you can come through the Discover experience. And I said, oh, wow. Like, and it was really cool because they actually paid for your ticket and they actually flew you out there. I said, okay, I'm going to go for it. Let me go check it out. I went to GCU. I fell in love. I prayed on it. I said, this is where I'm meant to go. And as soon as I got back, I worked, I worked hard. And I saved every penny I could. And I said, I'm ready for this next journey in my life. And I can't tell you how many times, you know, I got torn down a lot by the narcissist saying, oh, you know, you're making a big mistake. You know, you're never going to make it. 
you may as well give up, you know, like, you're making a big mistake by going to Arizona. The thing was that they didn't want me to go to Arizona because that would mean that I was far away from them and out of their control, and they no longer had the power over me, and I scared them more than anything. You know, I really thought about, too, my decision, you know. I thought about my grandma. You know, my grandma, you got to understand, you know, she was a very strong woman, very independent. She always had the motto that you have to have courage. You have to stand up for what you believe in. You have to stand up for what is right. And you always have to do what's best for you. And, you know, I'm really grateful that she, like, always instilled that in us kids growing up. Because I really, in that time, I really found the courage. Because you got to understand, you know, being 19 and you're, like, moving that far away, you know, you leave everything behind. Like, I knew that when I left in 2017 that I was going to leave everything behind. And I did. You know, to this day, I have nothing from my childhood or anything left. The only things I have is what I have with me. Those seven boxes I have is all I have left. And I've only continued to build. You know, and I'm very grateful for that. But it was a really hard process, you know. I had to I had to give up Mr. Shelby, you know, and that was really hard because I had him for so many years, but he went to a loving household, so that's what mattered. And I was just, I was ready to go. You know, I was, I was ready to go because I knew if I didn't go that I probably wouldn't, wouldn't have made it. I would have still been in the same place. And this is something I wrote the day I took my uh, leap of faith. But before I get into that, the day before my leap of faith, you know, it was a really big day for me because that was the day I looked my narcissist straight in the face and I said, listen, I said, you are no longer going to tear me down. You no longer have the control over me. You are done controlling my life and telling me what I can and can't do. I said, I'm going to go to Arizona and I'm going to make something of myself. And they looked at me and laughed right in my face. and said, you're not going to amount to anything. And I said, watch me. Watch me. I, Gabrielle Mapes, am going to make something of myself. And yes, I was 19 and I was more than scared. But I knew deep in my heart that I had God guiding me and I did have support from good people around me. And I knew I had my guardian angels in heaven watching over me. And I knew that no matter what happened, I was going to power through it. And, you know, I wrote this article on August 23rd, 2017, called My Leap of Faith. And it started out by saying, many are scared to take a leap of faith in their lifetime. Many are afraid to pick up and leave their life behind. I am 19 years old, and I decided it was time for me to take my leap of faith. I didn't just take a leap over a pond. I took a leap over a river. I was so afraid to leave, but something in me told me just to go for it. Not everyone will support your decision to leave, but at the end of the day, you have to do what's best for your life. Trust in God and believe in yourself. I took my leap of faith on Friday, August 18, 2017. I woke up around 7 a.m. that morning. I was nervous beyond belief for this great escape. At 7.30, I took one last lap around a house I spent the last 19 years of my life in. It was a very bittersweet moment. I was saying goodbye to great memories and bad memories as well. At around 7.40, I made a few last calls. I packed the seven boxes in my car, and I got to the road. At 9 a.m. exactly, I hit the road. I remember I was on Merriman Road about to take a ride on Schoolcraft. I could feel my heart beating out of my chest. This is my final and last lap. 
The moment I hit that ramp, I just took off. I didn't have, to, I didn't have a worry in the world. I felt the adrenaline rush through me. And you know, the drive through Michigan, you know, it did seem to take forever. But the moment, the moment I hit that Indiana border, I said, I am free. I looked back and I said goodbye to Michigan. And I'm no longer under the mercy of anyone. And you know, I did that drive with power and with courage. And I stood up to the plate. And I did what everyone said I couldn't do. And I did it. I proved to everyone that I was strong enough. To those who didn't believe in me that I could amount to something in my life. And that this challenge, that this goal I had, that I was going to achieve it. And I did it. And I remember that when we were driving, we hit the New Mexico border. I remember looking at my dad and said, Dad, I'm the one who made the goal to go to Arizona. I have to be the one that does a six-hour drive to Arizona. And I will tell you, it was tiring. You know, but seeing those mile markers go down and go down as you go and as you're getting closer and closer, it only motivated you to keep going and having the good jams. Like, it was, it was great. It was great. And you know something, when I moved to Arizona, I didn't know anybody. I didn't have any friends. I didn't have any family. I started over fresh. And even though I was scared, I knew deep in my heart that I was going to be just okay and that I was going to make it. You want to know something crazy? When I transferred to GCU, I only had 15 credits to transfer over. I wasn't even considered a sophomore, which is what I should have been, right? Well, this is what I did. I doubled up my classes. I even took summer classes. I worked very hard. I ended up graduating in December 2019, whole semester early, with a 3.97 GPA, with straight A's, and a couple of MISs, of course. And I remember feeling like, like a million bucks, because I, I did what people said I couldn't do, especially my narcissist. I did what they said I couldn't do. I got my degree. As a first-generation college student, at least to my parents, it's a big deal. And then, you know, six months later, I decided, you know what? I wanted something else. I would like to go for a master's. And I wanted to get a master's in addiction counseling. And you may wonder why. I grew up around a lot of addiction, domestic violence, and a lot of different things. And I said, you know what? I have an opportunity to make a change there, too. And I got doubted with that, too. But guess what? I worked hard. I even worked two jobs. I worked two jobs. I was going to school full time. And I made it a reality. This past April, I walked across the stage and got my master's degree at 24 years old. And you know, I look back and I say, you know what? That 19-year-old, you know, yeah, I was scared, but I was brave. I was brave. You know, I did everything I wanted. And I never gave up on myself. And, you know, I actually wrote this letter to the person. And I said, you know what? You know, I was I'm no longer under your mercy. I'm no longer under your control. Now, no longer that scared 19-year-old, but a brave and mighty 24-year-old who was not going to take it. And I'm proud. I'm proud of who I am today. You know, I'm proud of the hardships and the struggles I have gone through to get here. They have humbled me in a lot of ways. And I proved to myself time in and time again that I can do anything I put my mind to, that if I work hard and if I truly believe in myself, and I stay positive even when negative things happen, that I will always come out on top. And you know something? 
one of the powerful scriptures that really kind of got me through all this was Joshua 1 9. And it's based on like, you know, having courage. You know, the scripture is uh, you know, have I not, you know, commanded you, you know, be strong and courageous. Do not fear, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That scripture got me through some of the darkest and hardest times of my life. And even the present day. And you know what? The biggest thing I could say from this is that you have every opportunity to change your cycle. You don't have to continue on the cycle. You can change your family tree. You can change your life. And you can be who you want to be in life. You have to work hard. And you have to be ready for anything that comes your way. And like I've said before and say again, you always have to find the positives in every negative situation. Because if you don't, you're always going to end up in the same spot again. So you just got to keep going. You know, I just want to let you know, too, giving up is never an option. And looking back at everything, I'm really grateful that I went through this and that God gave me these challenges. Because if I didn't have them, I wouldn't be here today and I wouldn't be humble. And so I just want everybody to know that I believe in you and that everything's going to be okay. And I just want to take a moment to say thank you for tuning in today and for hearing my story. And I just I hope this motivates you to go for the things you want in your life. And just to remember that these hardships and these struggles never define you. If anything, they only make you stronger and help lead you on to the next part in your life. You know, there's one thing I've learned is that it's all about the strategy. You know, how you approach the struggle, how you approach the hardship is going to determine your next steps in the goals, you know, for like the continued part of your life. There's another thing too, you know, when you're going through a hard situation or a hard time or you're dealing with not so good people, just remember this. It's something my Uncle Scott once said. Evil can be defeated with superior skill backed with intelligence. Always act with intelligence. Always be the superior one. Never, you know, put yourself in a situation where you have to go down to someone else's level. Always rise above and act with peace and stand up for what you believe in and be who you are meant to be. And that's all. Thank you.